0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monty and Mickey, the Geek Pop Culture Podcast. We have a another shorty today. We're gonna follow up our original or first episode on the first three episodes of uh, Kenobi. Obi-Wan. Wow, that was a that was a mouthful. English is hard. First three episodes of the episode on Obi Wan <laughs> Kenobi episode um, episode. So we're going to be covering episodes four through six today. I think you uh, just had an episode. Now that you say that, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, if for those of you just joining us, I'm I'm Monty, and that's Mickey. Oh. Um, hence the name Monty and Mickey Podcast. We're clever. Uh, this this episode is uh, what we like to call our shorty episodes. It's a uh, we try to keep it right around thirty minutes. Usually, never never stick to that, but. That's okay. Um, we like to talk. We we got a little bit of a short. We try to just cover things in a shorter time period that maybe doesn't need a full episode. You know, full hour, hour and a half episode, and uh, it's been working out really well that the TV shows that even though they arguably are longer than most of the movies that we cover, uh, just just have the right amount of content to to do these shorties on or split them up into the the season. So. Um, we're gonna we're gonna start out. We're gonna kind of go through each episode, uh, talk about kind of a, a bit of a synopsis, and then uh, kind of g- get into our thoughts about uh, what we what we thought about certain key moments in the in the show, and then also uh, the future of Star Wars. Uh, just briefly touch on that, and then the, uh, the Kenobi series as a as a whole, and if we if we think that there will be another season of it. And I I, I well, you'll just have to wait till the end of the episode to see my thoughts on that. Amen, um, brother. So where we last left Obi-Wan, uh, Leia had just been captured by Reva, and she was brought to the uh, the Empire base, the, the Sith, whatever you want to call it, high-ranking officer's base, and it's on this water planet. And so we kick off episode four with kenobi basically trying to convince what will end up being the rebellion the early stages of the resistance a group of people who are trying to get force sensitive essentially i mean like we talked about it before compare it direct you can take direct comparisons to nazi germany right it's people trying to get force sensitive people aka jews away from the empire into safer planets, into safer situations, so that they're not hunted down and killed for something that they can't control and something that uh, they're hated for. Uh, so direct comparisons to the, the Holocaust and, uh, you know, what was going on in Germany during, before World War II. From what I've
1: read and seen about behind-the-scenes shows, and uh, speaking of that, there's a show called Lights and Magic, on Disney Plus at 6 episodes long it's amazing and it just talks about his company that did all these movies like including Jurassic Park and E.T. and all these they were just groundbreaking they were they were model making and then they go into the CGI and all that stuff and they his that company called um like uh Industrial Light and Magic they they just I mean they just started with a bunch of geeks who love to you know make models and stuff and it turns out that they became world changing and everything so you might want to check that out anyway george lucas talks about not necessarily in that series but how he kind of did think about the world wars when when he a lot of these um movies when he started to write and all this stuff and and you can see as you compared
0: that's obvious yeah yeah and in it's uh, it, I think a lot of media because that you know obviously that historical event is such a captivating and just insane time in our world history. I think that a lot of different media, a lot of sci-fi, uh, different things, they 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 touch on those same elements that allowed for Germany, Nazi Germany, and Hitler and everything to happen the way it did, and they kind of show that you know this this is you know happening in this in a galaxy far far away but it's the same type of situation so but anyway so he convinces this group uh, to basically with the help of Talia who's uh, the friend that he made uh, while he was on I don't even remember the name of the, the 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 basically he makes that friend right in the episode right before and she right. she is actually a imperial officer and yep. Her story is really interesting because she kind of parallels if you remember Finn in uh, The Force Awakens, yep. how he was a defector of the, you know, stor- stormtrooper defector. She kind of mirrors that, but what she did is she actually didn't completely defect. She kept her status. She kept going on, but she used her influence and her, you know, status to get these Force sensitive beans off and in, 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 into safe places so almost like a double agent yeah ab- absolutely like she,
1: she had the foresight to use what position she was you know raised in or whatever To and she still had the the rebel um she she had those hopes and you know to, to be on the right side you know but she was doing it from the inside so yeah
0: pretty, pretty and they, they talked about i think in the, the fifth episode her experience where they actually rounded up all these people and killed them in cold blood. And she basically said after that, like that's, that was the moment that was just like, I can't do this anymore. I knew that I had to do something to resist this evil regime. Like
1: like you said, just that same kind of person. Like you said, yeah. Right. Right.
0: So, so we get to go to this really interesting water planet that I think, I think was featured in, uh, Jedi fallen order. I have the game. I've played the game. I have not gotten to this part of the game, but the idea of this, like essentially like oil rig out in the middle of this water world, you know, water planet, it's just a really interesting concept. You know, you've got these below below sea level rooms with all these exotic fish swimming by, and then you find out eventually that, you know, there's, there, and there's a lot of really good lines that we're not going to be able to cover and a lot of like really key plot points and especially in that interrogation between Leia and Reva, that right. like you start to, I think, if you didn't already know, and you it starts to unravel more of her backstory and how she was a Padawan that was killed during Order 66 by Anakin Skywalker. And that's her whole vendetta against him, is actually she's almost working behind the scenes to get to that point where she can eventually kill him. That was her goal.
1: Yeah, you learn it's not about Obi-Wan at all.
0: Right, yeah. she's just trying to get close enough to Vader to gain yep. his trust enough that eventually she can basically act out revenge for something that happened ten years ago. Which
1: oh, she, so she wouldn't even necessarily consider herself on the light or the dark side. She
0: just it has vengeance in her heart. Right, I think that the whole idea of her becoming uh, one of you know the third sister, one of the Inquisitors, it was it was literally just to get close enough to you know to Vader you know so definitely an interesting complex character to say the least and I I would really enjoy seeing her in like a Andor or even an Ahsoka series you know I don't know what timeline the Ahsoka takes place I think it's before Kenobi but I'd like to see her in like a Andor series like joining the Rebels in a certain capacity. And we'll
1: get into that because even the synopsis I read just today Uh, there's some opinions and I'm not sure mine differs from it uh, as to, you know, how she should have been handled a little maybe differently for all Mm -hmm. the evil deeds she did in the process of what she was trying to do. So, yeah, I mean, and and maybe that alludes to, like you said, maybe that shows us that she might be in further episodes because she
0: could have been handled differently. We'll get into that with our thoughts at the end. Yeah. Yep. So essentially you have this really interesting, like, um, prison break so to speak where Kenobi's able to infiltrate Talia is able to just walk right in because of her status as an imperial officer and then she is it's like a oceans 11 or oceans yeah oceans 11 or like a bank heist or prison break type of movie where she's like guiding him and helping him out behind the scenes to get to Leia and I find it just really interesting like I said some of the dialogue between Leia and her and how They, I I just want to reiterate the fact, if I hadn't already said it, the actress that they picked to play young Leia did an amazing job. Oh my God.
1: She looks just like her. She acts, that girl's got attitude and, and spunk, but yet she's still got a sweet side. Like, I mean, it's like, she's already, you know, in charge of her planet. She's already got that attitude. And man, did she pull it off? Yeah.
0: Well, and, and it's interesting. You start, you know, after, you know, people have had a chance to digest the series, you start here. People talk about the different attributes of this young lady and how well that she was portrayed. And I mean, she could just be Carrie Fisher's daughter. And if you told me that, right. I would totally believe you. Right. Um, but one of the things that I thought was interesting, you know, and, and eventually we'll get to that at the end where he compares her qualities to her mom and her dad. And everybody talks about how, you know, Luke Skywalker is. Anakin Skywalker's son through and through and he has these, you know, and and all that. I really think that, you know, when you take a step back and look at it, Leia has a lot of those, like, really aggressive, confident, I'm going to do it my way, I don't care what people say. That's directly ripped out of a page from Anakin Skywalker, especially if you watch the Clone Wars and all the stuff that he went through and how he did not play by the rules.
1: Well, and they're both they both just have that leader I'm going to take charge and things are going to get done mentality. So they're, you know, some people are more mousy and these people are aggressive, as you said.
0: Right. And I mean, even child. you look at a child being interviewed and like, literally being threatened with death. And she's still like, I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to talk about this. This is, this is very sensitive information. As a 10 year old, I am completely aware of the ramifications And essentially, I think, you know, without her actually maybe consciously figuring it out or, like, recognizing it, she was willing to die for what she saw as good. And it's just crazy to me.
1: Do you think it's a little unbelievable that they allowed her to to be like that? Or do you
0: think that's just how that character would be? I I think you could make arguments either way. I, I didn't really have any issues with her being that way, though, because... I think, and you got to remember, you you catch up with Leia in A New Hope. She's nineteen,
1: right? That's true.
0: She's only nineteen, so she's so still if a you're, kid, yeah. If you're going to extrapolate from that and say, "Wow, look at this leader! Look at this amazing, you know, uh, general and this this rebel fighter and all this," well, it was only nine years after what happened in Kenobi. So to make to draw that direct line from her her attitude. I, I I don't I guess I don't have that much of a problem with it, right? So, but um, yeah, that's true. But yeah, so eventually, um, you know, he's able to he's able to capture her and or, or rescue her in the nick of time, and on their way out, Riva catches up with them and finds out what's going on, and I just love the fact, and this is again a perfect Dave Filoni, a perfect John Favreau move. To pull in, which it's, it's actually the T-47 air speeder, you know, we'll call it the snow speeder, but that model of whatever, that two of those Everybody knows that, yes. Yeah. As model, a, yeah. <laughs> well, because that's what they, they had to, if there's like a throw lane line in Empire Strikes Back where they had to, you know, adjust the... Right. It's whatever for the cold. So, right, but, anyways, yeah. I just, I, those are my favorite. I think those and the Jedi interceptors or Jedi, you know, starfighters are my favorite ships in all of Star Wars. So, I really? love that they bring back what is essentially a snow speeder and they have it play this, you know, they, they didn't focus on it like, oh, look at this. So, let's talk about this and let's really dive into it. But they, they used it as a vehicle, Stuttle. you right. know, it, and, and you could do a double entendre with that vehicle for the story. Right. Right. They it, had to get a subtle
1: reminder like, Oh, I've seen those before. It's, they're just tying it all together. But they, like you said, they don't point out, Hey, we saw those in one of the original movies. You know, they don't, they don't insult your intelligence with it. They just right. have, it.
0: have it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I just, I just love the way that they were used and I love that they recognize the fact that, Hey, these are not like starfighters; These are meant for, ground in 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 planet level combat or planet level use so they actually had to fly the thing back on the ship that then took them into hyperspace or whatever like and then also the thing got blown up like it's it's not like this you know super heavily defended you know it's not it's not a uh it's it's not an x-wing it's not a millennium falcon and it has weaknesses and it and there's certain capacities that it has, but it's right for, it's the right tool for the right situation. Right. And I, I love that they, they were able to do that. It just, you know, the fact that they, you know, you did see it explode with, you know, at the end there with a a bomb that Riva forced through at it. And it, it just, it kind of reminds you, like, it keeps coming back to this like sacrifice, like these people, this early rebellion, this was a sacrifice. These people, Put their life on the line, sacrifice their life in some cases to get us to a new hope, to get us to right. Episode Four. There was so much that happened. It's kind of you know, and obviously you know, with that being the first movie, it was kind of just you know a couple throwaway lines. And we're starting with like Rogue One and Andor and all the and and, uh, and Solo. We were able to see that happen more and more and more. Is like, oh, there was a lot to this story, and Leia. And the rest of them didn't just show up one day and say, right. let's get the Death Star plans. <clears throat> like, there's just, it's, it's been, interesting to see those kind of beginning stages, so to speak. Yeah, they've been dealing with it, like, as you see,
1: all throughout Le- Leia's life, even as a young person. And right. I also like, I just, you know, more superficial than that, I just like the nostalgia of seeing these things that were the original trilogy, you know? It's just, right. just cool that they have those tie-ins and, and reminds you that, oh, this is actually before those movies, which were done in the late 70s you know so long right. ago they still have they all tie together because it's the same story so that's pretty cool
0: right yeah and they and they do that with a couple different you know of the TV shows you know they show um, you know like an AT-AT uses like a crane in the Mandalorian and you know all these different things that are definitely really solid not like cheesy campy you know cheap callbacks they're very right. like grounded in reality um, again just something that I appreciate about the the level of effort that they put into these
1: speaking of AT 80s as we were recording this i was bidding on one on ebay <laughs> and i and i lost so i got to be about a hundred bucks and i wasn't one yeah it came with the instructions and it looks like it's pretty good shape but i just wanted to update you that i am a loser when it comes to having one in 80 no keep
0: keep bidding because then i can I come don't over really and play with it now.
1: <laughs> I, I almost accidentally bid on one the other time i was last time i talked to you and i just i kind of want one now so i'm itching anyway
0: yeah well, I'm I'm sure if you look hard enough, yeah. I I I definitely don't give up on deals. So, anyways, oh, collectors, right. collectors, Monty and Mickey collectors' corner today. Exactly. Um, oh, thanks for joining. us. If anybody has a uh, at from the 70s or 80s that they're willing to sell to Mickey for less than hundred dollars, let us know. Yeah,
1: especially in the box, that'd be great.
0: <laughs> With the instructions, <laughs> oh, maybe
1: a lot to add. Unopened. Yeah, right. In mint condition, if that's possible right. for, like you said, under hundred bucks, that'd yeah, be great. Perfect. I'll
0: be your best friend. Um, but, but yeah, so, so we see that you get Leia back, you know, Obi-Wan and Talia survive, but at what cost? You know, you already see people are sacrificing. So then we move into episode five and all of the episode five is kind of centered around this hideout location that the, that Vader and Reva were able to track them to through, uh, the little droid, um, uh, Lola the little droid that uh, that Leia, uh, has. Leia has and, and, and
1: Leia, Leia and Obi-Wan are still separated at this point right Throughout no
0: the- nope there this is she he had rescued her and now oh, is then, yeah. back You're in right. the, like base or whatever right. so in the meantime though Riva is promoted to Grand Inquisitor which is a big deal right and she's finally seeing this like long played out plan where she gets as close as possible to Vader you know it's coming to fruition and what we find out in this episode which really is interesting in the from that complex character standpoint is Obi-Wan basically pins her down and says hey listen to me i can get you i can help you kill vader that's what you want we have a common enemy And he, she's still like kind of, but has both feet or one foot in both camps. But in the end, and I'm skipping through a lot of stuff. Yeah, she's able to get Vader in a vulnerable position and surprise him and show him off guard, which is why the eventually in the end we'll talk about the relationship with the Emperor Palpatine, but. Vader's judgment is so clouded by his goal to kill Obi-Wan that he doesn't see that right under his nose. He's
1: making even the other commanders underneath him are questioning his decision making because they're like, Uh, we're doing a lot of things, we're letting a lot of things go just because you want to kill this one guy,
0: right? And it clearly is a personal vendetta against him for what he did, right? Um, but What we see there then, like I said, is, is Reva's just character development just explode and we get to see these flashbacks with what Obi-Wan and um, Anakin were doing and why, you know, it kind of, their, their relationship played out the way it did in episode three and, you know, leading, leading through episode two, I guess did you have any issues with them not like not trying to CGI a young Hayden Christensen? Were you okay with that? I think Obi-Wan looked fine. I think Hayden Christensen looked definitely looked older than he did in, you know, right.
1: Maybe older than he should have. I thought, you know, like a lot of people want to critique the little details and stuff. And I'm not saying I'm not guilty of that at times too, but I, the moment was just so heavy and, 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 huge for me that i i didn't even really notice that i was yeah i was you know swept up in the moment but i mean what are you gonna do i, I right like they could have done better detail and stuff but i didn't notice it and i'm a huge star wars fan so I, no matter what you do people are gonna critique I, I mean all what i'm saying is i'm fine with it because i didn't even really pay that much attention i i thought it was cool that you saw his face
0: yeah i thought it was awesome i i i guess the first time around i didn't really pay attention that much and then after i watched it a couple times was like okay yeah Pretty obvious, right? you get that, like, you hit it the nail on the head. You get that moment. You get that really vulnerable, like, master and apprentice moment that just explains, and and if you didn't already know by watching the prequels or you didn't already know by watching the Clone Wars, it just explains so much why Anakin is the way he is and why that relationship is so tumultuous. And they don't
1: necessarily... I mean, you're like, well, why didn't they kill? Why didn't Darth Vader kill him? What, you know, they they still have that, you know, like you were my friend, you were my best friend. So, you know, there's there's conflict there, and I, I I'm just like for Obi Wan, it's nice to see your face, like oh, you know, he and then Darth Vader says, oh, Anakin Skywalker is dead. You know, I mean, yeah. th- they said it way more poetic than I did, but those lines were
0: amazing. It was yeah. just it gave me goosebumps. Oh. Because, like, yeah, oh, it and sums I, up the whole franchise, and I, and and I guess you're you're kind of jumping ahead. What I'm talking about is that flashback where they were training, and that whole oh, dialogue. Uh, yeah. No, no, that dialogue. That's okay. That dialogue that that they had, it just you know kind of explained that a little bit more. Oh, and- right.
1: Now, yeah. Now I remember what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little more, not in the heat of the moment, but just hey, this is what happened, and you know, like you finally they finally got to talk about it, whether it was you know resolved or not, but you actually they got to hear it from each other
0: yeah so talia ended up dying and then you have this escape and i love that they used like I, i always find it interesting to see what the abilities of the force really are and that whole situation like that's so classic like peak darth vader for him to just reach up and just stop a ship Like, I don't know how in terms of, like, units of measurement or force or pounds, but it's got to take a ton of, you know, the force and willpower to stop a ship that's, you know, how big and just... Pull it back down to the ground and just literally use the force to rip the panel off of it. Like that was just so cool. So you think Albert Einstein was rolling over in his grave then? Maybe? Yeah, I think he was kinda like, this doesn't this doesn't compute. This doesn't this doesn't work out mathematically.
1: <laughs> I'd try to do a German accent right now, but I'd butcher it, so I'm not gonna
0: <laughs> Yeah. Me, me too um it my accents always sound horrific but
1: yeah or jamaican no matter what i'm trying right
0: to right yeah or, or something some just white trash maybe i don't know um <laughs> but uh but yeah and, and and so you get this moment then you know this fight between vader and, and reva and then you find out the real grand inquisitor he's not really dead and it kind of just you know kind of pulls things back you know for the people that were like rebels fans be like oh no he is still alive and i heard that that species I don't know. People try bend over backwards to try to explain stuff sometimes, but I heard that species has two stomachs. So that's why I was okay. able to get stabbed and still survive. I, right. I I, back sense. to tank. That's all I and throw them in the back to tank. That's, right. that's my explanation.
1: Exactly.
0: Um, but, uh, but yeah, so then you, you get to this, this finale and really the whole key of it is, is Tonobi knows that he has to fight Vader. And he hasn't done that up to this point. He's kind right. of played this chess game with him to avoid him and not really fight. He had to do that one fight at you know in episode three, but it was really him just defending himself. He wasn't really actively fighting Vader.
1: But you knew they were gonna have to resolve this conflict with violence because you know, one has to win over the other. It just had yeah. to
0: happen. He knew he he was kind of like having this like force ghost conversation in his head with Qui-Gon, and he's like, you know, I got to do this. I got, somebody's got to, you well, know, got to fight each other. The chase was going to continue on
1: until one of them died. I mean, that's, that's, you knew, yeah. you saw that coming throughout the series, you know?
0: And what, what Obi-Wan, because, and, and this goes back to that whole converse that line in, in A New Hope where he says, you know, last time you were the master and I was the apprentice, you know? This, I think, is really what they tried to bring full circle with this is, Obi-Wan knows Anakin's character so intimately well that he knows that if he gets in that pod and goes to the nearest planet, he's going to send the entire fleet after him. He's not right. going to continue. He's basically saving these people. And and what, he's, what his whole deal is, is, okay, so I died. I just saved a ship full of people. These are the future of the rebellion. This is the future right. of whatever the Jedi Order looks like. And Obi Wan's you know, trying
1: to kind of get out of it anyway. He doesn't really want it's almost like he's trying to get out of that lifestyle, even so. He's like, okay, I'll sacrifice myself for the you know for the greater whole.
0: Right. And and, and he knows that Vader's gonna, he's gonna take the bait, you know, he's right. gonna take that so his hatred dominates. Yep. But as you had talked about before, this fight it was it was so good. You know, I, yeah. I would I would argue that in some respects the Mustafar fight at the end of Revenge of the Sith was was better, but this was just so heavy. This was so like, you did this to me, and and those lines of like, you know, and and, and it's almost like Vader basically when they got to that point, you know, he's able to use the force to get the rocks off him and then throw the rocks at him and then actually get a clean blow on his helmet. He's able, he he almost like gives, he, I, I think that Vader was trying to basically keep his pride and not give anything to obi-wan by saying you didn't do this to me i did this to myself oh anakin is dead you know i killed yeah. him you know right that, that that whole line which which obviously comes up again when obi-wan's mm-hmm. talking to luke at the beginning of, you know anakin or, you know vader killed your your your, your dad your yep. dad and, and, and it's like, yeah, that's what he told me. So I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I, that's, that's what he told me. And it kind of it gets Obi-Wan off the hook. Like, he doesn't have as much of, like, this emotional weight to carry anymore. Like, what, what he did there, instead of saying, I'm so powerful and strong, I did this to myself. What he did there was tell Obi-Wan, you didn't do this to me. And Obi-Wan was able to take that and say... I can oh. I can I can live now. I can I right, have like, this weight lifted off of my shoulders. Right,
1: yeah, because Obi Wan's like, Oh my god, look what I turned you into, but I, I should have either killed you or not, you know, that battle shouldn't have gone the way it went. But and then Anakin's like no well, basically no, my hatred was already leading me in this direction and I chose to become this. I didn't want to be Anakin, I wanna be the Lord of evil, you know.
0: Right. Right, and and it just it's an interesting. Like you said,
1: Obi Wan's like, oh well, I guess it's not my fault. Then okay, I feel better now.
0: Yeah, and I think that that was really what you know when we get to the end when you talk about that interaction with Force Ghost Qui Gon, like we'll talk that it just it makes sense that he was able to get to that point. Um, But what I like about this is you see how Obi Wan basically. You if you look at this fight compared to the episode three fight, it's completely different. And Obi-Wan is so much more powerful. Like Vader even comments on that. At the beginning of this fight, if you watch rewatch it, Vader is actually fighting with one hand like he did in episode three. He's yeah. using a fraction of his energy. Right. And by the end of the fight, he's got two hands, he's huffing and puffing, and and Obi-Wan is is keeping up with him and obviously is better than him. And I just find that so interesting because. Obviously, you know, he strikes him down in episode four because he let him. But it just goes to show, and, uh, like, people like Anakin Skywalker or Darth Vader, Obi-Wan is such a better, like, he's just so good at fighting. He's
1: right. so good at it. And he's underrated. I mean, you just, people just think he's one, he's the nicest Jedi. He's the most morally, you know, he's, he's got the best moral compass and all that stuff. But he's, and maybe not as powerful. He doesn't have the force as strong he's underrated as far as abilities and stuff like that, you know?
0: Yeah. I think that his, I don't know. I, I I thoroughly, you know, we didn't get to see him as much in the original trilogy, but his character in the prequels, especially episode two and three, like I just enjoy, enjoyed that. And I really have, I haven't been able to watch it as much as I'd like, but I enjoy watching the clone wars because they definitely explore, you know, that relationship, but also just how you, how you got to the point where, Anakin and, and Obi-Wan are just so in sync and just this like killing machine right. at, at it during revenge of the Sith. I mean, they literally were able to, yeah, and we'll get into that. Cause that's, that's a whole nother, maybe we can review the prequels again someday. But um, so you see this, you know, that, that this resolution happens and to tie, you know, tie up this whole relationship with Obi-Wan and, and Darth Vader you see at the end then Darth Vader with a Holocron talking to, uh, who is Ian McDermott. He he did come back for that specifically. I don't know if you knew that like actor who played him.
1: It sure looked like him. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, which is really cool because he did play the original prequel, you know, Emperor Palpatine and the trilogy, the last two, I think episode four or five and six, or at least for sure. Return of the Jedi. He, that's, that's the same guy. Um, but, um, you know, the whole the whole situation is Vader kind of puts his foot in the mouth and says, this isn't going to happen again. We're going to send everything at him. We're going to get him. And Palpatine's, like, recognizes this weakness. And I saw an article that said Palpatine is most scared of Obi-Wan. And it's because of that relationship that he has with Vader. And he right. knows that's that Vader's he can turn weakness. him
1: at any point.
0: Well, not only that he can turn him, but Vader he loses all his you know logic like he's he's not you know he's, he's not the kid again yeah he, he's the little
1: brother of his older brother you know basically yeah he, be, he he loses what he's become kind of because that whole relationship's been his life for the whole time you know
0: right and and, and obviously now at this point he's beat him twice you know i right. would say i i would say you know he definitely beat him on musavar i clearly yeah. beat him and showed mercy to him on right. you know this other planet um, but what I find in one of the best parts of this, I mean, there were so many good parts, but I would love the dynamic then of Aunt Baru and Uncle Owen and mm-hmm. how they basically were like, you know, Owen was, Owen was actually the more timid one, but Baru, it it, it, paint, it like, this is what this, these, these sequel or prequel tri- um, series do. They make the, tri- the original trilogy better. Right. And watching them and how they defend their home. And the lines that she has where she's just basically like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take this. We're gonna defend our house. We have the weapons, we have the element of surprise, we're going to do this. This is our home. And in right. her just so like badass attitude. I mean, I've seen like all these memes and stuff where it's like, you know, I love that now it's come to like the question of who would win in a fight, you know, Darth Vader or Zamperu, and it's like, well, how much time does Amperu have to prepare? <laughs> like, right. That's that's like, and, and clearly, it's kind of like a facetious thing. But that whole scene where you see their skeletons, you've got to know that she was kicking ass and taking right. These. She did not go out without a fight. And There's it's no way. Be, it's something to be said
1: because, like, when you think, well, Leia went to these powerful people, that these political figures, and so she's well protected. And you're like, Luke went to these two people in an isolated desert and you know on Tatooine like what but then you see oh these people are bad they're gonna do all they can to protect that kid you know
0: and that's what he says at the end you know and, and eventually you have this redemption for Riva like we talked about and I'd really like to see her you know she chases Luke but then eventually she can't and, and there were some really powerful lines like I went back and listened to it and she he basically said you know you didn't fail them you know, the people, that the the younglings that died around you during Order 66, you honored them by showing him mercy. And I thought that it was just such a good, like, yeah, like when you think about it that way and like her decision now to live her life in a way that honors their death and like, you know, it just, it makes a lot of sense and it just, it carries a lot of weight. And like I said, her character just so complex Complex. and developed in such a way that just was awesome.
1: Well, and like, and on the other hand, like, like you say, okay, you've proven now that you do have mercy, so you're not on the dark side. You're not going. But isn't there? Could, should there be some kind of punishment for all the nasty things she did up until that point? Sure, she she found she found herself and went, oh my god, what am I doing? But she killed a lot of people, and and did a lot of nasty things. I mean, you, you, I almost thought that that Obi Wan would have just ended her right there and then, but obviously they chose a different direction. It's it, it feels. A little like, man, she was really doing bad stuff and nothing happened to her.
0: Well, and I I think that, you know, not to get too far down that rabbit hole, but I think it's almost, and I had this thought today, because this is is what I do. I watch things and then I think about them all day long. Oh, right. Um, I think that because Obi-Wan wasn't tied to the Jedi Order anymore, or, you know, at least not outside of, like, Yoda, um he had this like freedom to like make his own decisions about how he wanted to do, what he wanted to do and how he wanted to do it. And there was no governing body that was going to come and like convict her of those crimes. Right. Yeah. So there's no Jedi order. The, you know, the, the empire definitely would have killed her if they would have caught up with her. But what you, what you see is this kind of like this almost loophole, there's gray area that she kind of falls into where the Empire thinks she's dead or doesn't care about her anymore. There's no Jedi order. The Galactic Republic could care less. You know, it's just kind of this it's weird. It's like the gray wild, area. wild west. Yes. It's
1: kind of like like you see in like the Mandalorian. Just there there's, you know, there's unwritten rules that people try to follow, but there's no governing order that is gonna, you know, follow
0: through on punishments and
1: stuff like that. So yeah, I guess that's a good point.
0: Especially in Tatooine, which is like a hut controlled area. It's on the what do they call it? The outer Outer Out, rim, outer rim. Um,
1: yeah.
0: but uh, but yeah. So the the series ends with this really cool moment with uh, Qui Gon Jinn, who Liam Neeson comes back and plays as a force ghost, and he you know says, "Hey, you know I've been here all along. You just weren't ready." And it's cool to see that because it 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 really dives in. Which there's some deleted scenes and things of Episode Three where. Yoda actually gets contacted at the end of episode in, in the book in, in some deleted scene by Qui-Gon to learn how to become a force ghost when he dies. And so no, sure. he, he there's was, classes for everything,
1: obviously. Well,
0: yeah. probably right, well, Just and,
1: look it up online and become an expert on how to be a force ghost.
0: Well, and he, the thing is though, is like in the book and in the deleted scene, Yoda tells him that he's like, I, you know, I have lessons Go on YouTube, watch yeah. some
1: videos. Stop bothering me. <laughs>
0: Right, um, So it's just interesting that it's like, okay, now his old master is going to continue to teach him. And how right. Yoda basically became the apprentice of somebody who, like, if you really dig into the lore of Qui-Gon, like, he was, like, bucking the system hardcore. He did right. not agree with the Jedi Order and the way they were running things. He didn't agree with the Republic and the way that they handled things. And so it's just really interesting to see that come around and be like, Yoda admitting like I was wrong and like that whole kind of dynamic, but well, and then uh, just further along, like Qui
1: Gon kind of being a bad boy, or you know, like, like not not agreeing with, him, and then and being hit the mentor of Obi Wan, who you know he kind of represents exactly how they all feel, and he kind of does it by the book, so. There's kind of a contradiction there, or just oh, yeah. differences there, you know. So no, you can see just...
0: the you can see the frustration in Obi One in Episode One. Right. They did a really good job of capturing that of him being like mastered. I feel like we picked sure up another, right? you know, yeah. we picked up another stowaway. So, um, which I thought was I saw another meme that was like if they would have landed on Endor instead of Tatooine, and it's another it's a picture of Qui Gon standing behind. An Ewok, and it's saying, "This is the Chosen One." (laughs) So, so, anyways, Um, so So, okay.
1: So, speaking of all that, I mean, as you see them kind of go off into the into the sunset, which is you know kind of like old old outlaw Western style too. Now, my thoughts are like, okay, obviously, all these characters are not going to be involved in any more. If there's another season or two of Obi Wan, these characters are out of the story because we won't we can't see them again until a new hope comes along, but. Maybe because, you know, he's got Qui-Gon's um, force ghost and Obi-Wan's fine. And he's maybe he's got other adventures with all new characters, but just as a as the Jedi master and just doing other things. Or maybe there's another. Well, you, I'm, I'm not sure they'd even introduce another Jedi, but just other. I, I'm, I'm that's my desperate hope that there could be another season, but maybe they just kind of were ending the series that way, too, which is kind of fitting, you know? I, I go be, back and
0: forth, and, and this goes back to me. You know what I've said about the Batman movies, and how whenever I get a Batman movie, even if they're like, oh, you know, the characters suck, you know, we got another right. Batman movie, I'm happy about it. Right. If we get another season of Kenobi, I'll be happy about it. If they so, how did you feel about the
1: way it ended? Did you think did you did it give you hope that oh maybe there'll be other stories with all the characters just branching off, or did you go oh, I think that's kind of the end of it?
0: I think it could go either way. I guess my point is. They wrapped it up so if they don't decide to go back to that well, they're good. Like, this is a perfect setup for episode four. It's a nice,
1: happy ending, you know, for the most part, but they also left themselves an avenue open that they could go down later
0: on. Right. But I will say this. The comics and the books do have stories between the end of Kenobi series and A New Hope. Like, for example, I don't know if you noticed it, but Black Chrysanthemum had a scar over his... Uh, left eye, right eye. That's right. from Obi-Wan. Obi Wan. I guess I
1: just didn't put it together.
0: Well, you would if you didn't know the story behind it, you wouldn't have known that. Jabba actually sent him after Black Chrysanthem, after Obi Wan or after Owen because he was like not following the rules or didn't want it. Like there was some water oh. rights thing, and so. What had ended up happening is he came after and, like, was actually, like, attacking Luke or something, and Obi-Wan came out and, like, helped him. So, like, there's that whole, like, built-in, that's already there storyline, and we have him already showing up in Book of Boba Fett. So, yeah, we've,
1: we've been introduced to him. So, yeah, th- that could be the second season. Just So, it's not even characters you don't know about. It's just a whole other branch that we ha- they haven't really, you know, dev- devolved into yet.
0: So not only that, you also have a a perfect situation if it doesn't become part of Obi-Wan, like a new season of Obi-Wan. The new Ahsoka series, I believe, is supposed to at least partially or flashbacks take place before episode four. So the Rebels, the the TV show Rebels, that takes place like after, um, you know, and and we got to get this whole like, bulletin board out here but it takes place after the bad batch series right the okay. characters that are in rebels will be a part like that group is going to be in ahsoka because ahsoka was a part of that group that's right and you know right. later seasons in of seasons of rebels so sure. i don't see i mean i think it's possible because that season's coming up you know before they would even announce or do another obi-wan series yeah i see them Like having him, if if not like a full fledged like, excuse excuse me, cameo, like a blink and you miss it. He walks by on Tatooine, you know, at least that. So, but so
1: you're saying maybe Ahsoka could be the extension of the Obi
0: Wan series. It could be. I think that they could they could definitely have a whole episode. That's just dedicated to him. I mean, right. What if, wrapping them together basically, tying, tying them
1: together. I mean,
0: the fact of the matter is, in the Clone Wars, Obi or Obi Wan was fighting alongside Ahsoka. So it's not out of the realm to think, oh, in live action, they will meet up eventually, right? Yeah, they have contact
1: with each other. Yeah, that's yeah. So it's interesting. The fact that we can go in all these different directions is pretty awesome. I, that's what I like, not right? Knowing for sure,
0: right. I mean, but again, just in general, I just I thought that this was a really cool series. I'll definitely go back. It gave me all these, like you said, all these like really touching like moments that are just so cool as somebody who grew up, you know, and obviously you as well, but somebody who grew up in like I was nine years old when the prequels come out came out and like seeing all this kind of just come together in a way that makes a lot of sense and like does the prequel series well. Like it just it it just makes me happy that they were able to take something and do such a good job with it in terms of yeah. you know complementing the prequels and the sequels, right? And, and yeah, sorry, filling original, in some gaps. Sorry, the original and yeah. filling
1: in some gaps and stuff. And like you said, it also goes back to the trilogy that I grew up with. A lot of the references. So yeah, there's the first six movies, chronological six movies are are there's a lot of things that are. Covered and, and gone over so that you know you don't have to wonder anymore. So it's, it's right. That's why I love these series because they're filling in some gaps that you're like, huh? I wonder what happened with that. And that that's what these are
0: meant for to, to delve into those kinds of things. So well, but also they, they. But I love it. And again, this is a Dave Filoni, you know, key thing that he likes to do is he'll take a one liner, right? A one line thing. Oh, Anakin killed your father. And he'll make it this entire plot point for an, you know, a full episode. Right. And it's just like, oh, that makes so much more sense. This is what I was talking about before is these types of series. Like I think, you know, Kenobi, especially, I mean, Mandalorian and and Book of Boba Fett, those, those are kind of like in between. So they, they just, they kind of, they kind of stand on their own and they don't really lead up to something. But this series in particular, it makes like, it makes you want to go back and watch, a forty-year-old movie, right?
1: Oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah, because this is the characters that you that I grew up with, and that you know were in the in the Skywalker saga. So, whereas, like you said, those other series are you know based in that galaxy and stuff. But this is part of that storyline, and it just makes you go, "Oh, maybe I forgot some stuff. I got to go back and rewatch."
0: Yeah, right. So, awesome. yeah. Anyways, uh, we're still, you know, forty-five minutes. Still, still more than than uh, what we consider a shorty. But right. Um, any yeah, other last less thoughts that you had about this series? Again, just there's a fun series that definitely, if you you know get a chance rewatch it, it's it's worth it. Um, Andor is coming out. That'll be yep. out pretty soon. Um, I think, uh, you know, She Hulk's come out. That's that's good. Uh, Disney yeah. Disney Plus Day. There's a lot coming up in the next couple months. First of all, Disney Plus Day. And then D23, which is Disney's big, like, Comic-Con type of thing where I'm sure we'll get reveals, Star Wars reveals, Marvel reveals, um, and then also just Disney Plus Day. I mean, you've got a new live-action Pinocchio coming out. You've got um, uh, the Thor Love and Thunder that's going to be coming on, that's going to be streaming on Disney Plus on that day. Sure. Like, first week in September. So, a lot of really cool things and exciting things happening, which, again, living in the golden age of... You know, comics, stuff. Star Wars, Marvel, yeah. Star man. Wars, Marvel. Star Wars,
1: it's awesome.
0: I mean, even DC. I mean, if you compare it to like even the '90s, there's so much more content than you know. Oh,
1: and I, so. I've, I, mean, it's a more obscure character. But as I've mentioned, to you off Mike that show the Sandman. I, that's one of my favorite shows, you know, going on right now. I love it. It's yeah. D- deep and dark, and and it's mythical, and and yet it's real, and it's and I had some of the comics for years. I've had some of them, so it kind of hit home a little it's
0: there's so much good stuff out there right now right exactly exactly and we could we'll definitely cover some of that in the next episode but anyways anything else you wanted to cover as far as kenobi goes I, no again, great series
1: my... worth watching even if you watch it a couple of times get to fill it to, to figure out some of these things like you said we discussed yeah. that maybe i missed
0: yeah and again one of my my favorite god i one of, one of my favorite or my favorite characters got it definitely have pre-ordered a uh obi-wan kenobi series uh action figure okay yeah Yeah, but uh anyways as we always like to say getting old is
1: mandatory
0: but growing up is optional thanks guys (laughs) (laughs) what kind of creepy person you have at the end of your show now